Art Next Door Prepared by Tuche Eren Art Next Door features the independent art scene in Neukölln and Berlin. Free Community-based art Socially engaged artistic practice Artist-led project spaces Collectives Emerging and young artists News and interviews will be broadcast in Art Next Door on Keith FM. Welcome to a new episode of Art Next Door. And today I'm very happy to welcome Janika Pierna and Zoe Foster, who have collaborated for this new publication, a book of uh, Janika Pierna's Glacier Allergies. And uh, in this conversation, we will uh, talk about the preparation and collaboration about this uh, publication. But before we start talking about the publication, I would like to first ask you to introduce yourself to our listeners. Hello. So I'm joining from and one hour north from New York City. I'm Janika Perna. And thank you, Tucha, having us to talk about this book that is almost out in the world. Very exciting. And I'm an artist and increasingly do performance art, but all of it is really tied to the elements of the, the, the wild elements of wind and ice and snow. And as we're recording it, we all are in, in cold, cold winter temperatures. So we are surrounded by what we are, what the book is really about, bringing, bringing the preciousness of these materials like ice and glaciers are into focus. And um, hello, I'm Zoe Foster, and thank you for having us today as well, Tutu. That's very kind. Um, I am speaking to you from Toronto, and um, I'm an independent curator and consultant and art editor based between the UK and Europe and Canada, um, an editor of this book that is just coming out, the Vianica's work, The Glacier Elegies. Um, I've previously had my own contemporary art galleries, both in London, one called FA Projects, and Los Angeles and um, have worked extensively with international artists um, and institutions, facilitating exhibitions and collaborations such as the Venice Biennale, Tate, MoMA, and um, as well as this publication, I've also uh, edited a few other books, such as the first English language catalogue on a uh, Chilean performance artist called Francisco Capello, and another book on a Japanese artist called Azima Karu. Um, uh, but this book has been a pleasure to work with uh, Yannicka on over the last um, 18 months or a year, I guess it is, Yannicka. Yes, yeah, I couldn't even, yeah, <laughs> I guess it is, yeah. How did you started working on the book? So how did you meet actually? Um, we met about two and a half years ago when I contacted Yannicka when I was working for an organization called Unframe that she'd been working for previously uh, for a while. And um, 
I was actually sitting up in uh, on Georgian Bay speaking to Yannicka for the first time in this location that is full of glacier uh, lakes that have been formed over many years and talking to Yannicka about her work then. Um, and from that moment, we developed quite a deep connection when she was talking about the work, I think, Yannicka, is that, is that right? I totally recall it. Once you mention it, it's really, yeah, you made that connection right away that here I am and, and this is this is what your practice is, is so close to. Um, but it was, we had this really interesting progress of starting out our relationship and uh, it was what in 2019 of the summer and then developing, talking about the work and then we were supposed to meet in Paris in March, uh, March of the following year for the first time. And subsequent to then, everything's been locked down. We've been unable to um, unable to get together. But one thing that was really striking was I think Yannicka invited me into her studio um, in this format on Zoom um, just after the pandemic hit and uh, shared work with me that's in the catalogue, the March Solace pieces that she was making. And I was just completely blown away by what she was doing in this period of isolation and this um, amazing energy that you had, Yannicka, and still do have. While a lot of people were retreating, you seem to just really have this amazing energy coming out and this need to talk and this need to talk about the climate emergency and all these subjects while all these other things were happening around us. During this uh, publication uh, process, we have been going through this pandemic and then it was very hard for so many people to continue working. But at the same time, it was also an opportunity for some artists and myself as well to uh, take a break and look at what we have been doing. So how was the process for you during this um, certain pandemic energy um to work on a publication uh, I guess you were in different parts of the world and then how was the communication and how was the times that you have been trying to develop the process and the, the develop the publication I'm now thinking that uh, in, in many ways the publication was really became what it is because of the pandemic I think and there was really actually a chance to focus on something that's more maybe um not even inner, but to reflective also, because the publication is looking back at five years of these uh, climate-related projects I've made and drawing and performance and and everything in between, sculptural work and, and actually, yeah, the kind of shut down, shut off, quiet, isolated place maybe isn't the worst one to be thinking and reflecting back, but also really putting it into new format that the work has never been, which is such a kind of a quite impressive publication. And to be Zooming, connecting with Zoe, who was in London, and um, later on our designer, who was in Estonia. And, and so um, uh, the long interview that's part of the book done uh, with uh, Joanna Neves, who works also, was based in London. And I, I don't know. What, what do you, what do you, took from it, Zoe, from that process? Well, what do you think? I actually, I actually think in a funny way because everyone was used to speaking like this at that point, um, that it made it easier. Had we started the process about a year before, all this communication and jumping between time zones and not meeting up in person to talk about such fundamental things would have been more problematic. But there was an ease to how it all happened and 
you know, as you said, Janneke, there were conversations with Joanna that went over, what, two or three sessions that um, interview, and then backwards and forwards via email as well. And it became a more natural progression because people were comfortable with this means of communicating. I would like to focus the content of the publication, Janneke. This is, uh, as you already started to tell, that the book is featuring the last five years that you are focusing the climate crisis and the loss of the glacier on Earth. Uh, But at the same time, this is already uh, not only the last five years, but drawing and then performance already your practice. So could you tell us more about the content and your work? Right. That was, uh, it's, it's interesting that I started to really ad- admit and name it, that this is uh, work about the vanishing glaciers, this material that I just really feel very close to since, since childhood, growing up in Northern Europe and ice skating all the time, just loving this incredible material that's so strong, yet it changes its essence, its form, its, its um, toughness by just one uh, degree uh, temperature change from minus one to zero. So isn't it incredible material? So I've been actually, yeah, all my work really has always uh, been connected with uh, the forces of nature. And I've just been drawing winds and and really kind of harnessing that in- incredible wealth that we do have in the natural world. But yes, it became sort of more focused on, you know, what, what one like how do you really take in the facts what goes on in the world? So reading science on, on uh, climate change in general, but more focusing on, on the glacial loss and what that means to all of the rest of the world, how important and, and fundamental this change and shift in the world is. I actually partly the practice became the response of what, what does one do faced with such um, devastating with such devastating information so the performances that the urge to go out from the studio and be face to face with people have the feelings that I had just imagining there is the block of ice in my hands as if this was the last one uh, left of natural ice on earth like what would you do with it how would you be with it so going through these emotions and sharing them with audience members creating together and 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 also transforming and 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 breaking these creations down together with other people that became somehow very very important like such an urge to do and still is increasingly what what I'm interested in doing even with isolation and the the publication has on the cover a picture of performance that actually took place in October 2020 so we were half year into the pandemic and but it took place in public space and uh, really changed also the performance practice by having to do it first of all outdoors and and um, having to do it con- without being physically in touch with other people and that just one thing to add to it isn't it's amazing that we are given these restrictions and then within restrictions you can expand and maybe take new turns to 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 one's practice, which, you know, artists often do and always do, but these specific given restrictions where I was urged to come closer to human, to be face-to-face with people, and now all of a sudden we weren't allowed, uh, how do you then reach other hearts and other minds became an interesting challenge. And 
it's it's uh, yeah there's documentation of that very performance in the book as well zoe i know that you have a limited time so before we uh say goodbye to you in this part of the interview is there anything that you would like to add from your perspective as the editor uh of the publication what were the challenges and the rewards from your side to work on this uh, collaboration with yannika's publication glacial allergies so I think one of the things that Yannicka just talked about was this idea of performance and her audience. And for me, one of the key things for this publication was to not just bring in her voice, um, but also to bring in people as witnesses to it and to have that involvement that you have in the performances. And you can see that in the documentation and the images throughout the book, but to have that same engagement with the actual book itself. So um, when Yannicka was able to meet with a designer in Tallinn, she and her put together these drawings and the idea of that running through the book as well, I thought was this really successful element. So you have this very tactile nature to the book, which reflects the tactile nature of the performances itself of of how she invites her audience in to help draw and then the drawing gets erased or to hold the block of ice and then the block of ice disappears. So this idea of not just the audience, but the witness participation. So people become involved and then they become the active witness to, to the ideas that Yannicka is discussing in the book for the climate change and the climate emergency and glaciers disappearing. And I think that was a really key element with what needed to happen and what we, we all wanted from the book as well. So not just balancing the discussion of like the science behind it, which is covered as well and really, really well and other contemporary artists, but also the idea of th this passion that drives Yannicka to bring people in to involve her audience, which was key to the making of the book. Yeah, I think it was really very good <laughs> to have you so a part of it, because that, as I said, to take this practice and put it into book format, it's, it's a whole new thing. It's really, I recommend to artists and people who are listening that it's not just you know, it really is more than making a book. It really makes you uh, look back, look ahead, and 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 think of a uh, different tool that communicates what you do. It really is could become an artwork on its uh, on its own in in different formats. So, challenge sides. I was wondering what was really most challenging. You know, I mean, besides like you know not being together and doing it, but it doesn't seem like a challenge right now. Um, you know, not being in the same room and discussing because the conversations and communication actually worked really well, like really well. Um, so, you know, I mean, the only the only thing I would say is uh, the challenge was trying to contain the information and to uh, to make it into this this thing we had because of this amazing work you've done. And as I was talking about the March Solace with this amazing body of work that how many pieces is the March Solace series at this point, Yannicka? How many have been born in, in at all? Yeah, like, you know, eight of them are out in Tallinn, Estonia in, in gallery right now. So I, I think maybe 30 altogether, I think. But so, yeah, it started. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe I would say we were we were spoilt for choice with material and the, the biggest challenge was just trying to contain that and, and to kind of make that selection. That's true. There were also more uh, writings. And so how do you really, yeah. How do you leave material out? That's true. That was, that's true. How painful that, it is. But that was a nice, things a nice challenge. It's a nice challenge to have. <laughs> Thank you so much for your time, Zoe. Have a lovely okay. day. You too. Such a pleasure to speak to you both. So let's talk more about the performance. Um, 
because we have the images in the book, but let's also go through the whole idea behind it. You started to actually already give the context of the performance glacier allergies, which uh, was uh, for the first time performed in New York, uh, as you mentioned in October 2020. But could you please more elaborate your performance and then how you started developing uh, glacier allergies? All right, and since we talk with a Berlin-based podcast and, and podcast that really highlights Berlin, it's it's pretty amazing that we we also you Tucha brought this to Berlin as well, and we got to do despite all the this uh, all the restrictions. We 2020 summer July at Tempelhof, we got to actually have a version of Glacier Elegy also taking place in Berlin at a very hot day of summer which makes its own context. But how it's really yeah, developed, as I said before, there was this urge to go out from the studio and be face-to-face -face with people. And, and so I'm using this um, for this performance is often a, a um, plastic paper, really. It's, it really is plastic, but there's something about the plastic half translucent material that reminds me ice. So often these performances start out as just having this very long piece in meters, maybe like could be a seven to 10 meters long and meter wide piece of this translucent uh, material, either hanging, um, if it's in gallery space, hanging from ceiling or, or, or I would use collaborators and dancers and, and also audience members to hold the one end of the long piece of um, plastic paper. And then it's, really start out exploring the material. It's incredible material. Like what, how does it bend? How does the light come through? What sculptural forms it takes? What is the sound it creates? Actually, it's inc it has incredible sound uh, if, you, if you keep um, banging it and sculpting it. And, and there's something very much that reminds me, I imagine what would it be like to be within a glacial cave or somewhere. Somewhere There's something, yeah, that I've never actually been in any uh, near cl actual glaciers. So it's, it's, it's kind of an amazing to create it in, in what this artistic means and very simply. And then often the uh, material gets drawn onto it. It's water soluble pencils. So it's a black line, very rich black line that kind of with movement and kind of uh, gets uh, leaves traces onto the paper. And then often, yeah, I invite in at different stages of the performance, the audience members. It's all silent. There's no words. And it's amazing to actually how different it is to do it in Berlin or, or Tallinn or New York to without words invite people in just be really vulnerable and almost like asking help like asking collaboration asking the human connection there and um, without people even realizing they're drawn into this process of working together and creating something it actually could end up being very different and and people start sharing the pencils giving them to each other and so there's this really wonderful creative acts and I'm sure people get attached to some parts of the drawing and it's beautiful. And then somebody comes and draws onto it. And so I'm sure there's also these different, very uh, different feelings that go through people as you see this um, piece of mylar being covered with, with black lines and gestures. And then at the 
second part of the performance, often this block of ice that is like really size of a brick is uh, I bring it bring it in, or sometimes it's already waiting there from the beginning of performance in in a bowl, and the brick of ice becomes the eraser of the drawing that we made together. As the block of ice touches the uh, drawing, it melts the lines that we draw drew together because it's it's a water soluble pigment. And uh, again, depending on the temperature of where we do it, is it hot summer day in Berlin, or is it a winter day in in upstate New York? And um, it really melts with different speed, the block of ice. And so all the process gets either sped up or slowed down. And also in that phase, uh, audience members often participate. And uh, I've experienced some very different uh, reactions. Um, some a good, without words sense that there is uh, like feeling like, why, why are we doing this? Like, why it was so beautiful? Why are we like... But also the drips are kind of beautiful and look how they bend and look how they run down. And, oh, I'm afraid, oh, she's, the artist is like really getting smeared. Like, oh, she looks so dirty. And all this thing is not said, but it's kind of incredible to sense the collective sort of um, care or, or um, attention that this process gets. And of course, it's easier to achieve it indoors, more contained spaces than outdoors, but... But yes, so essentially it's creating together and, and erasing it with ice together as the block of ice uh, melts and then sitting with it at times. Um, often the drawing gets laid down on the floor and it keeps evolving because the ice and water keep, keep moving the pigment around. But um, in Berlin, we had a very different ending because we did it at Tempelhof in, in the former airport I really had this image of the the drawn and melted drawing kind of flying away, like taking off, taking flight, maybe in some ways a more hopeful ending or un, not such a clear ending or who knows? These are all very sort of intuitive, the way I create these choreographies, but also leave it very open uh, for the audience to, to influence how it ends and, and um, evolves. So, Yes, so that's in in the in the nutshell. And there are videos if if you just uh, Google like glacier elegy, even with hashtag and and my name. And there are some videos uh, also from of the Berlin performance and others to to see and peek in. And hopefully, many of you get to experience it, it at some point in some part of the world. Before we wrap up our conversation, actually. I want to also ask you about your experience to just move from exhibition space and galleries to public space uh, with your performances. So uh, what is, because you mentioned that there is a different climate related, not, not the weather is different, of course, but it's not only the weather, but also using a public space outside an exhibition space actually is a completely different experience. What do you think about it and what was your experience? It's a very good question because I feel like I'm moving more towards doing performances in public space and maybe even possibly un unannounced that really weave into what is and really also being very attentive to the environment. But public space yeah, adds its own, own challenges. And, and I already mentioned the Brooklyn performance that took place in October 2020. 
because we couldn't do events indoors and we could not gather more than 50 people, even in New York City, outdoor spaces at the time, the rule was that no more than 50 people can gather outdoors. And, and so I wasn't sure how many people are going to be and at Pebble Beach in, in Dunbar, part of Brooklyn. And uh, some people knew that I'm going to do the performance and there was a live feed to um, uh, watch it from uh, other parts of the world. But, but basically I had no idea how many people are there going to be and what's going to happen. And even, um, even tougher was that, that I didn't have my usual big paper and drawing because we really, people really weren't closing, going close to each other. So I didn't want to invite people to be um, really collectively close up working. And um, so only thing I had was this block of ice. And that is incredible way to grow for a performance artist. You are only one human amongst others and there aren't, so many ways to draw attention. All, every, all you have or all I had was just my own body and the block of ice movement and my, my, my ability to connect with the site and with whatever happened there, whoever was there. So there was a wedding photography going on at the same time. There was a little kid coming and wanting to play with pebbles and wondering what I'm doing there with my with my eyes and there were some couple of people who knew there's a performance and knew a little bit of what I do. But the choreographic element, uh, second one was that there were two people in the audience who had sculptural elements and, and the cue was that when I was moving my right hand very sort of helplessly as if needing help, then one of them would come and bring this sculptural element, which is my drawing uh, cut into a kind of a rhythmic way. And then when my left hand was moving kind of helplessly, then the other, other collaborator would come from the audience and bring it to me. So I always, as I said, I set certain choreographic little anchors, but everything else, it really, like I would say this performance more than some others have brought me to this next, I don't want to even say level, but just like ability to connect and, and getting curious about how this, where this could go. So I'm really increasingly interested. And so we're planning uh, upcoming performances will be in public space and uh, perhaps also more durational blending into the existing fabric of, uh, of the given locations. Um, before we close our interview, uh, my last question will be that when the publication will be available. Uh, so now I have the copy, but I know that it will be released on a certain date. Do you already know the date or how one can uh, access or just get the copy? Yes. So this is, isn't it amazing? We're living in these times where things are fluid and there are fixed dates and the dates change to next fixed dates. So yeah, currently, if you're lucky enough to be in Estonia, you can buy it from many bookstores in Estonia. And, um, and uh, But everywhere else, the book is arriving to distributor, which is MIT Press. So um, mid-February, at the moment we have 18th of February, we were given a new date, we could be a little bit before, you can uh, buy it from any online places you buy your books. Um, uh, and also uh, publisher, Terra Nova Press uh, has a link where you can order them and pre-order them. 
So online, really anywhere, it should be available, yeah, mid-February. And then if you go now to Terra Nova Press and you can just pre-order and have it and, and support also the press. Thank you so much, Yannicka, for your time and then giving background information about the publication and talking about your performance and then your artistic practice. Thank you. Thank you. And hope, uh, hope we'll connect again in, in real time. But this is also very, very, very lovely. It is. Thank you. Art Next Door, prepared by Tuche Eren. Art Next Door is a monthly radio show on Heat FM and a podcast series at Anchor FM.